Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. Well, good morning, guys. Welcome to the Native uh, Citizens Podcast. Uh, my name is Marco, and I am joined here by Elsie uh, and Eric. Hello. Hi. How are y'all doing today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Up good another day. tea. Yeah. A tea. Got tea or tea. day. <laughs> All day. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> Plant, plants are food, man. Plants good for you. They are. So then coffee's good. So then coffee's, coffee's good. comes from a plant. Yeah, but it's been processed. Well, like, I, I, I read something like the more you process your food, that the lights. The fewer nutritional value it has, like sugar, refined sugar, like they go through all this process to like extract sure. it from the sugar cane or whatever, and like it has very little nutritional value as compared to I don't know, like where else would you get like sugary stuff like stevia, fruit, like well just like the straight up leaf stevia, right. mm-hmm. like <laughs> sweet and sugary. Is that how you do it? <laughs> when I find a stevia plant, <laughs> my mother-in-law had one, and she's like, "Yeah, that's stevia." I was like, "No, stevia is like that powder you put in your sugar." And stupid me, I didn't know. <laughs> She's like, really taste it. So I, I taste it. Taste I was like, it. oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was. This oh tastes just like Splenda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like those artificial sweeteners because they have that, uh, like metallic taste for me, like metallic aftertaste. So, so Rebecca is the same way. Yeah. She, she doesn't like any I can't, of that. I can't drink your coffee cup. Like, yeah. I can't drink it. Well, so, um, the reason I'm so accustomed to it was, uh, back in my competitive weightlifting days, um, a dangerous form of creating a fat burner from scratch, which I will not give the formula to, <laughs> required uh, a black coffee with uh, with Splenda in it, and so I just got accustomed to it. Hmm. Like you, you enjoy the flavor. Yeah, it's just it, I don't taste one. I don't taste the metallic flavor process uh-huh. flavor that you and Rebecca do. Yeah, and and I think there's that. And then the second thing is like I'm just so like tolerant. Yeah. Of the amount of coffee I drink, the fact that Splenda's in there, don't really care, or Stevie or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. part of it for me is, like, the flavor of sugar, and I think I, like, confession, I am addicted to sugar. You are. Dude, I love sugar. <laughs> I, I think, I think Evie is catching on to that, too, and I'm just like, no, child, don't be like me. <laughs> The other day, I forget what we were talking about. Don't be like me. <laughs> She's like, mm, I love sugar. It's like, yeah. oh, Mika, oh, like you're super cute. Yeah. And I'm glad you recognize it. So let's eat some healthy f- yeah. food. Yeah. Seth and Seth and Rebecca have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. They love sugar. I don't. I don't have a sweet tooth. Mm. Man, give me pizza. It's my kryptonite, man. Give me nachos. Give me mm. chips Ooh. with nachos. Call it dude chips. Just, I really appreciate oh, a good crunch. Like texture, I really, texture of food is big too. Yes. I really appreciate like a 24 ounce steak. So I'll, like I'll eat that. Oh, I'll eat that over like sugar mm-hmm. any any day. I don't know, man. I remember Mix. one time. <laughs> yeah, like you have like, to have a balance. Like I have like that barbacoa taco. Yeah. Oh, and then mm. and the, the like, pan dulce pan, afterwards. Pan dulce. Oh, zang! It's See, just, I was never like even as if a it's kid. not that. It's like I think baked goods are more my kryptonite. Like mm. fun? Um, 
sometimes like cookies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> man! If you have like a stack of oh. cookies and and then the chips and yeah, and guacamole, yeah, if you have a stack of cookies chips and like chips, a couple triple meat burgers. I'll just take the burgers and leave leave the sweets. Hmm. That's how you know, like. <laughs> You know what you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, know I, I forgot want. what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know yeah. what your idol is. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Which is what we're talking about. Idolatry. <laughs> Addictions. Yeah. So for the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about this giant umbrella of discipleship in the context of suffering, um, in the context of friendship. And so this morning we're gonna look at discipleship. I don't know. I don't want to say it in the con. Well, yeah, in the context of of idolatry, and so here's what I mean by that. Over the last couple of months, we have been in the season of Rona for since March here in the Valley, and so over the last couple of months, um, this season of Rona, quarantine, staying home, stay like shelter at home orders, all that stuff. This season has exposed the hearts of people. In, in some some astronomical ways, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so here are, here are, and we don't have to talk about them in depth, but we're going to talk about them throughout our conversation, right? And so here are three areas that, that this season has exposed our hearts. So the first one would be security, right? Is, uh, our, our, our idol of security, and this could be uh, expanded and elaborated in a number of ways, security in the sense of finances, making sure you have enough, making sure enough is in savings. And, and again, that's a good thing, right? But security in the sense of I need more, I need more. This could also um, pertain to possessions, things that you have, things that you feel that you need. One of the biggest crazes that we saw early on was the toilet paper frenzy, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like, if I don't have this, I'm not secure. If I don't have this, I'm not going to survive. If I don't have this, I don't know how we'll, we'll thrive. Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, right? So security is one. So we can look at that financially. We could th- look at that materialistically. Um, the second one is is information, right? Because especially at the beginning of this season, so much, and even now, so much information was and is coming out surrounding COVID-19, right? And so the idol of the more information I have, the more informed that I am, um, the the better my chances of survival are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so, so information to become an idol. Um, social media, because everyone has had to stay home. Ironically, uh, <laughs> Digital connectivity has increased exponentially, mm-hmm. and so the idol of, of of social media and everything plays into that. Everything from the possessions that you need, the information that is coming your way, and simply what's going on in other parts of the country, and in particular in our city. How are we responding to to COVID nineteen? What are we doing about it? What are our elected officials doing about it? Like social media has exploded in the last couple of months and then finally good bad depending on not depending but just how it is um regardless of of one's position on the season right um politics 
and 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 that's a giant umbrella of everything from um uh social issues racial tensions injustices within our own context where you stand on each one of those issues and 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 how you answer some of those questions gender politics has been huge um uh medical and health related uh um i guess political directions have been uh like lines have been drawn for them Mm -hmm. long story short the season has exposed uh, idols in our hearts and the church, not just storehouse, right? But the church has not been immune to that. The people of God have not been immune to that. And so, man, I just want to go back and forth for a couple of minutes. Um, We always say we're going to do these like 35 minutes ones. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, And so, (laughs) And so, so I want us to just go back and forth for a couple of minutes and, and begin with the question of, hey, as, as, as part of the church, like, what do you guys think the church needs to recognize? Maybe they have right now, maybe we haven't. Regardless, what do you think the church needs to recognize right now? And then, and then sub-question, how do we disciple one another given some of these significant idols? <laughs> well, I didn't want to like rush to speak because sure. I was I was processing. Oh, so you were slow to speak. I was like, "What should I say first? Very. That's that's probably what? it. Like, what? Think about what's going on rather than like having a knee jerk reaction. I think Nathaniel, uh, our missions director, he he was he was talking to me about I guess a lot of things going on, and I had like a an instinctual reaction, mm-hmm. like a knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Those those aren't bad." Like you have to submit those to obey the law of Christ. He didn't. He didn't say all these words. This is what I understood. He was trying to tell me. He said, "But don't overreact." Mm. And like when we get to overreacting, mm-hmm. we we do more than what God has called us to do. Sometimes, what God's calling us to do is to really like observe and see what's going on, see where God is working, and where He's calling us to to Himself, mm-hmm. and then react to that rather than reacting to the situation. Um, because that's that's I think where a lot of people aren't slow to speak, mm-hmm. or they're just quickly to quickly reacting, right? And that's 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 where I personally get into trouble, and I think I'm not the only one, right? Real quick to to interject, here's one last idol that that I want us to to touch on throughout our time, um, and then I know Elsie, you had something to say, and so the idol is comfort. And, and here, here's one that I will say specifically within the context of the church. So Barna Group came out with a study in the middle of the summer that said 64, that surveyed 64% of American evangelicals, Christians, um, had, had not watched a single online gathering from March until about the middle of the summer. And then Alan Hirsch, who is uh, a missional director for, oh man, I can't remember. But anyway, Alan Hirsch, uh, along with uh, a, a small group of other missiologists and researchers, came out with an article uh, slash study. They came out with this article, I suppose, let's say a month and a half ago. And that article surveyed or concluded 
that 23% of evangelicals have completely stopped any sort of participation in the church because everything's online, everything's virtual, so everything from community to accountability and convenience is is um is kind of it's super present so specifically that, during Rona. Yeah. That they that they've like backed off of everything. Completely. Not, yeah, completely. Wow. It's not just oh, I've missed a couple of sermons on Sundays. It's like my what I thought was important regarding the health of the church or what I was involved in regarding the health of the church or the life of the church, I should say, is completely non-existent in my life now. And so there is this great degree of comfort specifically within the church where people are almost slipping. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just wanted to throw that little, one. Little facts for you. A little fact in there. So, um, to enjoy with your coffee. Yeah. So what do you think, Elsie? <laughs> so, Rona has kind of revealed all these different idols. Yeah. So, I think yeah. The first couple of things, oh, it's not a lot. It's just a few that came to mind is, um, I guess realizing like how quickly we, we forget what our hope is in. Mm -hmm. And so how important the church, big church, right? Like remembering who we put our hope in. And, and then another thing was like, what our purpose is mm. it wasn't completely it wasn't all in like programs or like doing all the things um and um it's it still serves to be relational right and to not neglect each other and and to reach out to your brother and your sister and your neighbor and yeah and not stop those things yeah um kind of like we mentioned earlier it, it just looks different now and so um, realizing like we're, we don't stop being Christians, right? Like we don't stop being, right. um, image bearers. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that was the biggest thing for me. And then like, who, who are we serving? Like just, I, I think just realizing and kind of picking, piggy back off of what Eric said, like, like just pausing to reflect a bit, mm -hmm. not having to react every time. Sure. Um, just stepping back. And asking ourselves the important questions: what it, what is it that I'm about to do? Who is it serving? Right. Is it to God's glory, or is it to my own needs and what I want to yeah. do and what I want everyone to know how I'm feeling? And you know, yeah. fill in the blank. Um, yeah, those. Yeah, those are those. That's what came up to mind. I think, I think that's good. That, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I, I think when I know for myself, I when I go down the rabbit trail of the information idol, like I, um, I lose sight of, Hey, I, you know, the, dis the daily disciplines of coming to scripture and praying and right. meditating and staying silent for a while intentionally, you know, with God, um, and wrestling through the hard things. And it's like, I'm just fueling anxiety. Right. I'm just fueling. Yeah. I have to know what's going on across the world and like down the street. Right. And I have to know that's, because I need to know things, right? Whatever it is, um, yeah. And what is that? What fruit does that bear? Just more right. disturbances in my daily life and mm -hmm. and down the road and whatnot. So, um, yeah. So as a, the big church, I think if we're um, as believers, knowing that that it's a universal thing and we're not alone in experiencing mm -hmm. these things, mm -hmm. and and we can't. I think we need to 
fix our eyes, keep our eyes fixed um, on Jesus. Like that sounds cliche, but it's literally like right. we need to keep our eyes fixed on him. Yeah. Um, even when it's like so, so difficult. And I know it is so, so difficult for a lot of um, those in our community and, you know, our, our brothers and sisters in the faith mm-hmm. uh, across the nation and across the world too, going through more um more circumstances or harder circumstances right. but yeah yeah i think i think what we need to recognize right is in a lot of what you're saying and in a lot of what we're ultimately talking about i think we need to recognize that number 1 everyone christian or not is a worshipper mm-hmm. and if a worshipper then everyone christian or not has a god you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes even the word idolatry is thrown around loosely in the church. Cause we might even talk about like the idolatry of like the idol of comfort or the idol of social media and information. Be like, yeah, you're right. I do have a problem. Like, man, I'm addicted to social media. I need to back off. I need to make yeah. some changes. But it's, I think one of the things the church needs to recognize is, is, Hey, these aren't just changes we need to make because you're on social media eight hours a day. Mm you need to realize that you are worshiping a God. And if worshiping a God, then that means there is sacrifice, there's investment, there is, um, like you're leaving things at the altar of that God. Like it's more Mm -hmm. than just, oh, I'm struggling with social media. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Like really what's going on behind here is you're worshiping. Yeah. You are worshiping a God that you have elevated above the person and work of Christ. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, and I, and so I think, I think that's one of the things that we've, that the season has exposed and the season mm-hmm. has exposed that we're okay. Worshiping someone mm-hmm. other, other than, than Jesus. Yeah. Can't serve two masters. Can't serve two masters. Can't serve two masters. You know? And so, because if you think about it, like security isn't a bad thing. Social media inherently isn't, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like you can be on social media and post some dumb stuff. Yeah. Like you can, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, <clears throat> like comfort isn't always bad, but again, it's, it's when these gods are elevated to the place above the person mm-hmm. and work of Christ. It's not just, oh, I value this more than Christ. No, no, no. You, you are worshiping this, which means there is sacrifice. You are being discipled. You are investing. You are giving up time, talent, money toward this idol. I'm like, well, how do I give like money towards social media? You pay for internet, don't you? Like at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, like there, like stuff is being poured into each one of these idols. And what we are saying is, that, um, that, yeah, well, kind of like what Eric just said, like what we're saying is we want to serve two, two masters or, um, we're okay elevating these above the person and work of Christ. Right. Which I think, which I think for, at the very least for Christians, I don't think we talk about that enough, mm-hmm. you know? And I think for non-Christians, I think, um, I think one of the reasons many are as angry as they are is because this God is not delivering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's something that's assumed as, as being a Christian or becoming a Christian, you no longer wrestle with idols or like that's going to be, right. oh, it was pre-Jesus, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
And <laughs> and then I got saved and I no longer had idols. And then idols. I got saved and... Right. <laughs> and then so I... Uh, no people of God ever. Yeah, and then I stopped sinning. Yeah. It's like even, even after they were delivered, the Israelites went to worship a calf. Like they created their they own created, idol. It's like Moses I, was on his way literally. down from the mountain. Hey guys, I got some message. I got some commandments from God. Check it out. And then they're like doing their thing in front of this golden calf. It's like, oh, oh yeah, we're well, waiting at the foot of the mountain for 40 days. They they got restless. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's no excuse, but it was just I like, so. yeah. he's coming back. But it's, it's, it's but too did long. They, did, did, do, do we forget how easily God has delivered us mm -hmm. from slavery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like yeah. it, we're it's forgetful weird, people. Impatient. We it seems like forgetful. we forget on purpose to suit our needs. To, yeah. And when I was thinking of, uh, like, we we don't call them gods. Like, in no. in my mind, like, mm -hmm. the, oh, these are just things. Like, these are just things I struggle with. It's like, no, like that's an <laughs> idol. Like, call it what it is, so yeah. you can destroy it. Yeah. And I think that's that's the hard part. A lot of a lot of us run into. It's like. Calling calling it what it is mm -hmm. makes makes this image I've put out for myself right. like that's 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 in direct opposition to my Instagram aesthetic. Well, I, it's because I think part of the reason is when it comes to the golden calf, right? Like it was this obvious contrary to God. I'm gonna worship something else. Moment, but in the culture of their con the context of their culture, that was normal, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. And so, so the idea of that is like, I have never seen anyone worship a golden calf. I just, I just haven't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I've seen people worship money. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? But like. People would argue that's not an idol. We need money. We need right. money in an effort to have businesses, generate revenue, buy things, so on and so forth. And um, but nevertheless, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's a real very thing. Real. I just like walked away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that goes. To Jesus talks about. I got to bring up the scripture. Like the love of money, or money is the root of all evil, or the love of money. Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, I mean, you can appreciate money, but when you have an unhealthy perspective of the importance of it, mm -hmm. like when you start to idolize money, it's something to be stewarded. Yeah, well. like instead, yeah, stewarded, stewarded. Yeah, well, I think the problem, the problem of idolatry is that we go from being as Christians, we go from being stewards to owners. This is mine. I am entitled to it. Shots this fired. Is, yeah. This is um, yep, yep. like uh, this is something that is not only a value to me, but again, um, this is something that I worship. Now, I may not articulate it that way, but my fruit, so to speak, will preach we'll that. It, yeah. And so, when you go back, even to the garden, right? God called Adam and Eve to be stewards. He entrusted them with His creation. Right, that's just the animals, right? But, you know, mm -hmm. he entrusted them with his creation, and he does the same thing for us, or or he does the same thing with us through Christ. That we have been made stewards, uh, knowing that everything that we have has been entrusted to us. Therefore, we use it so that um, we would be sanctified, mm -hmm. uh, so to glorify God for our good, to invest and see others thrive. 
both in their introduction to Jesus or in their relationship with Jesus. And we, for lack of a way of saying it, like we screw it up when we go from being a steward to an owner. And that's the problem with idolatry. The problem with idolatry is that we are um, owners. We're saying we're owners and entitled to whatever it is that we are worshiping or whoever it is that we're worshiping. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. You know, I mean, the idea behind it is, is that idolatry leads to consumerism. You could look at that materialistically. You could look Mm -hmm. at that spiritually. You could look at, I mean, you and I've talked about it or all of us have talked about it where people view their relationship with Jesus as far as like, what do I get from this? Mm -hmm. You know, rather than being made new, rather than uh, being transformed by the renewing of their mind, discerning what is good and pleasing to God. That's Romans 12 too, right? right? Like many will say, what do I get from this? Like there's a reason the cliche of the Bible belt exists. You know, it's like, what, what can I, what can I get from this? What can I get out of this relationship so that I'm just good? All right. You know, I can check that box. So you check that box. And so that's why, that's why one of the things I just wanted to put on the table was, Hey, in light of all these idols, the people of God, have not been immune to these idols in this season. This season just exposed them to a degree that hadn't been done before. Yeah. We can see that as a good thing though. In the sense of yes. like we're always we're we're idol factories. We're always gonna create idols. Right. And I think God in his in his mercy gracefully calls us away from our idols. Like right. it's, it's this kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like a pandemic sounds kind because people are hurting, people are suffering. And I, I think still it could be worse right? for God to call us to himself. Yeah. I definitely think in light of everything that's going on, because I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, right, in right. Of, but in light no. of everything that is going on, it is a season of pruning. Yeah. And... <laughs> It is a season of plucking. Yeah, yeah. Separating the wheat from the chaff, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Like really calling us to to walk the walk. Yeah. So like if you go back to that, for instance, we're talking about comfort within the church, right? You go back to the the study the study by the Barna group, and then in addition to that, what Alan Hirsch came to find. I hear you saying Barney group. Barney group. <laughs> I yeah. love and so you. so so to, to rehash that, right? Sixty four percent of of Christians 64. up until the summer had not watched a single online gathering about a month and a half ago. About twenty three percent of Christians have just completely stopped doing church, and what that means is not just the online gathering the zooms with their community groups, the follow-ups, the, the being a part of the life and heart of the church has ceased to exist. Those are right? just the ones that are like admitting to it too. Those are the ones that are admitting to it. Right. And so, and so part of that is like, man, my hope is that in this season of idols being revealed is like, yeah, that there would be conviction so that they would be drawn closer to Christ. Right. So that they would be drawn back so that they would be drawn near to Christ. And I think one of the other things that we're seeing is just like the, ex- the exposure of, where people's hearts have just been. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, this now happened. Like, no, this actually just revealed it. Even even like the idol of the American church, not necessarily being the holy one that God teaches us to be, but the American <clears throat> church, like this cultural Christianity 
Like that idol right. is failing people. Yeah. And I, I, I want to see it as a good thing. Like people are hurting, people are suffering, but it's almost better for the church for that to happen. Not not because people are walking away. I, I, I think God desires, and I know God desires all men to be saved. Mm-hmm. And in the way I see scriptures, like sometimes those who wave the flag of following Jesus but don't act like it do more of a disservice to the church. Oh, yeah. So God, you're talking about plucking and pruning, like... It's like, okay, these people are really setting down this flag who never did love Jesus, so to speak, so that the tr- the church in all her her glory is able to love the world the way Jesus has called her to. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, we get in the way of loving if we're not obeying. Oh, yeah. Because here, here's, like, a truth of that. Like, the the church will prevail. Jesus tells us that in Matthew 16. Mm. The church will prevail. That not even the gates of hell will stop her. You know what I mean? And so, I think sometimes it sounds like, oh, pruning and plucking, which is really just from John 15. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me, nine you, mm-hmm. you, know, you can do anything. And um, you will bear much fruit, excuse me. Um I think sometimes when we when we use or hear the language of pruning and plucking, we're just like, oh man, how could that how could that actually be? And it's like, right. well, hey, actually, number one, we know from scripture that the church will prevail. Mm-hmm. Number two, in this context, within the church as a whole, the question is, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's the question. Do you know not do you know the programs that are being held at your local building? Not uh, whether or not service um, times. And- yeah, service times. <laughs> right. Not whether or not there's fresh coffee there for you in the morning. Like, the question is, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know? Have you been saved by the Redeemer who transforms, who who purchases us out of our bondage to our sin and transforms us for his glory and our good? Like, do you know? Are you abiding? Yeah, are you abiding? Do you know him? And that's a completely different question than... than, than it uh, is, because... His pruning it, bed, yeah. Yeah, than his pruning bed. I'm like, oh, do you know him? It's like... A, do you know him and like, do you trust him? Exactly. Cause for the Christian, like pruning is going to be part of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that we're going to be pruned. That's called sanctification. Are you sure. Yeah. <laughs> Every tree that is cultivated should be pruned. Exactly. If it's going to produce fruit. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so, so when you hear it, like, oh man, this is being plucked. Well, it's cause it didn't belong to that to begin right. with. That's a, that's a dead branch. <laughs> Dude, speaking of dead branches, I have this fig tree in my front porch, and I see it's like a metaphor. You know, Jesus curses the fig tree. It's probably not true, but in the way I hear God speaking to me, um, you see this hurricane knocking over trees, and I this was my prized fig tree, <laughs> and it it it, it, it's, it's sna- it snapped it's cool it snapped it, dude. Like it fell under the weight of just the wind and rain. Right, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's a metaphor for my life. <laughs> For all this, but <laughs> what, 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 like, I'm so encouraged because it's now bearing like new leaves. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I was able to prune yeah. it and trim it and cut off the, the branches that didn't need to be there. I propped it back up. So the roots that have gone deep can stay there yeah. and the branches that are growing from there can actually produce fruit. And I, I see new mm-hmm. leaves. I see little, little, little figs mm-hmm. growing. It's like, oh wow, that's encouraging. Like the, the, 
the imagery of Jesus being the vine and us the branches. Mm-hmm. Like I see it literally in in my front yard. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's happening to the church as a whole. Yeah. It's like yeah, we're gonna be in we be tossed by the waves. Like there's a, there was a literal hurricane that's attacking us. There's right. a pandemic, and let yourself be pruned by the by the gardener. Yeah. Like Jesus, Jesus is coming back, resurrected, and like, yeah, like being confused as a gardener. I see is like a really cool right. metaphor for who he is and how he cares for for his his crop. Yeah, for his people. Yeah, I, and I think I think when we go on to to, I, I think many in the church will hear like, okay, pruning, gotcha. What do we do? Like, what do we need to do differently? And I think mm-hmm. when you look at that in the context of idolatry, it's like, then you repent. Yeah. You begin mm-hmm. with repentance. Surrender. And so what you were saying, yeah, I was reminded of Luke 13. So it's, it's verses one through five. And the, so, so here's what Luke writes. And he says, there were some, uh, there were some present at the very time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Hmm. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And so, so he's drawing this line of saying, like, uh, the difference isn't how good or how much better you are. The difference is repentance. Mm-hmm. That's that's the line in the sand. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier Romans two four. Man, it is the kindness of his heart that leads us to what leads us repentance. to repentance. Not just to do good and make these changes and and oh yeah, I, I get it. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm online a little bit too much. You know what I mean? It's like no no no. no. Yeah. It's repentance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pruning, part of pruning on our end is repentance. Yeah. Right? The Apostle Paul in Second in Corinthians uh, tells them, hey, uh, I don't like that you were grieved, but I'm actually glad that you were grieved because, because it led you yeah. to it repent. It led you to repent, yeah. <laughs> you it know? It produced yeah, something in you. Mm-hmm. It produced fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were, um, you were pruned fruit. in that moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of fruit? Godly fruit. Yeah, godly fruit. Like you were pruned in that moment. I don't like that you, you know, endured Had some to, hardship, yeah. but uh, I'm kind of glad because, man, it has made you more like Jesus. It has transformed you. Like that's the goal on that's the other the side. Goal, it isn't yeah. just to like stop doing what you're doing. It's not just do better, do good. It's, man, the purpose of pruning and the purpose of repentance is so that we would square and fix our eyes on Jesus so that we would walk uh, and be more like him, mm-hmm. you know? And, and see, seeing that as, as a thing to rejoice about. Yes. I think a lot of times yeah. we, we go through these seasons of affliction or pruning, whatever you like, Christian ease you want to use, like this point, this, this point of contention and pain. And we, we are, we become bitter and start moping and complaining mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the scripture teaches us to rejoice in our afflictions. Right. Like this, this is a good thing because it will produce fruit. It will produce hope in us for the future. So I think for those who are listening, struggling with their idols, struggling to destroy their idols, is that you're able to destroy those idols and not be sad that your idols are gone, but rejoice that they're gone 
So because fruit is is to be produced from it, right? And that fruit will will be used to further the kingdom of God, to bring you closer to God. Right. I think that's that's the whole that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Like we 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 create these idols to feel. Right. Um. <laughs> at least it thinks. I I think that we create them to feel a certain way when we're just trying to fill this void that God can can provide for right in 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 our emotional need our our spiritual need even even our physical needs like we were talking about comfort like mm-hmm. I, I i really want those physical needs yeah mm-hmm. met like <laughs> i i've struggled with the the idol of like provision mm-hmm. or like being provided for for a long time i don't know where that comes from and there's a there's a funny story if if i haven't told it yet if you haven't heard it yet but marco and i were working uh, in Corpus as lifeguards, like beachfront lifeguards. <laughs> and we drive all the way to Corpus from McAllen, which is like, what, three hours? Two and a half? Yeah, two, two, and a half. Two, two something hours. Yeah, two and a half. And uh, we get there, and Marco's like, hey, man, how much money do you have? I was like, I've got like $11, $14. I couldn't remember. It was it was less than $20. Yes. And Marco's like, well, I forgot my wallet. <gasps> and we were right in front of the hotel. I was like, oh, my God. I think I had an anxiety attack. You did. And he's like, bro, chill. Like, we've got a (laughs) bag. We got half a bag of apples. We got a few oranges. Like, we're good. I'll just call my brother. Like, he'll he'll spot me for the hotel. Like, we'll be fine. I was like, no, Marco. (laughs) Like, we're fine for tonight. But what about tomorrow? Like, we're having a long day in the sun. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, it was, it was so dumb of me in hindsight. But like, the provision, I, I had this idol of provision in Marco's wallet or something. I don't know. Right. And, and then I was like, okay, we're working here. We're going to get paid. It should be fine. And I'm like trying to to move this idol back onto the altar, you know, this this, yeah. this false idol. I'm like, no, I can still worship this idol of provision. Like I'm going to get paid from this from this job that we're working. But because the checks were made out to Marco, he couldn't cash them with his ID. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so we don't have any money. But the hotel had continental, like free continental breakfast, which I like stocked up on. The next morning, I was like, like, stashing yeah. up like you were gonna, like we were gonna run out, and then yeah, so the last night that we were there, the hotel that um, this group was staying at, I knew the director, um, wow. and so and so her name was Bonnie, and I was like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? I was like, oh, this is my friend. We're just working this extra gig for some for some cash, and she was like, hey, are you guys hungry? And we're like, yeah. And so they bring us gourmet burgers. Man. <laughs> wow. But this guy, Eric, this guy. we went back to the hotel and he was like, like kind of like. My precious. Like, My precious. precious. Like hugging this burger and fries. But like, I don't eat very much. Like, it, I don't know where it comes from. Except for the fact that it's an idol in my heart. Yeah. I yeah. was like, dude, we're going home tomorrow. Like, chill. We're okay. <laughs> And Marco's like, "Wow, I've never seen anybody behave this way. Like, this is this is weird." Wow. And then, and then the the other part, the other problem was, yeah, we had checks that we couldn't cash, didn't have any money, and I think uh, oh, we were almost out of gas. We too. were almost out of gas, and so I had like Love six dollars in change in my truck, and then Eric's like fourteen, so we came up with like twenty dollars hey, for gas, gas, and we made it home. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, we'll be fine." And he's like, "Are you sure?" And. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't believe you. And uh, you have little and, faith. Yeah. And at the time, uh, Tom's parents lived in Corpus. And I was like, yeah, man, if they if the truck runs out of gas, we'll just go to Mr. and Mrs. Weaver's house. And he was just like, where are they? I'm like, we're <laughs> so embarrassing, man. But like, that's, but that's that's how silly we sound when we have these idols. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For oh, sure. that's definitely how we are. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I think I think that's the, the I think the, the the takeaway, right? I think we're coming up on our time. Yes. All right. So the takeaway here, I think, is maybe maybe three or four things. Number one, we need to recognize that everyone, Christian or not, is a worshiper. Uh huh. Right. Created uh, to worship. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. because we're created to worship, Christian or not, number two, everyone has a God. The question is, who is that God? Who is? Yeah. Right. And then number three. The season has exposed idols that may have been dormant or that we have kept hidden or that we just haven't talked about, right? And so the season has exposed that and the the solution to idolatry isn't just, oh man, acknowledging I got to change some things. The solution is repentance, right? Like that's the line drawn mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is repentance. And so, yeah, I don't know if you guys have last thoughts. Yeah. Repentance isn't easy. I think that's that's one that that I confuse a lot of on. I'm confused about. I guess I actually could say mm-hmm. like repentance isn't easy. And as you repent, like you're going to be called to that obedience that you were ignoring in the first place. What's that dying yourself part? Yeah, like worshiping outside of Christ. You don't always have to die to yourself. You just get upset that that idol that God doesn't deliver. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no death to yourself there. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, is that repentance actually yeah. means having your mind changed mm-hmm. and being okay with dying? Yeah, because yeah, the, in that death, like we we see life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Elsie? No, yeah, I think that's the repentance is the the process we easily want to avoid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think a lot of us know that that's what we have to do. Because you got to do business with it. Oh, we know, yeah. yeah. We yeah. got to confront what's taking God's hurts. place. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to give this up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, it feels good. Or like, yeah. I really need this. It's yeah. Like, no, you don't. But because I, I, I think sometimes, like in repentance, like yes, there might be consequence. However, on the other side. Not only are we squared and our eyes fixed on the person and work of Jesus, on the other side lies transformation. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. we don't we don't see it. Exactly, we don't see it. And exactly, it's the unknown. It's the yeah. ambiguous. Yeah, but like and, the scriptures tell us what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's life and life in abundance. Yeah, it's like oh. Paul tells the Thessalonians. Uh, I love it because it's just like it's like First Thessalonians four three. I think it's just this little verse. And he says, this is the, this is God's will for you, which is one of the questions I love hearing from new Christians that, or maybe not new Christians, but Christians that are in their walk, like six months to a year. They're like, what's my purpose in life? What is God doing? And it's like, go to first Corinthians four. And Paul says, this is God's will for you. Your sanctification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sus>. <laughs> and you're like, what does that mean? You know what that means. You know what that, you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and sanctification part of it requires repentance repentance yeah. so that we are transformed and conformed into the image of christ Dude, so, yes. hmm. so we can grow yeah. and mature and 
Yeah. Yeah. All for his glory. And so, so the, the, the last thing I would say is like in this season of Rona, the question I would have particularly for Christians is let's say Rona were to end next, next Monday. Would we, are we more like Jesus? Are we more like Jesus now than we were six months ago or has nothing changed? So think about that. Holy spirit, help us preach that lord have mercy yeah there you go guys good stuff well we've enjoyed this time we'll see you guys next week on the native citizens the goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission we want to thank you for listening in this morning and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations if you'd like to learn more about storehouse mckellen you can visit our website at storehousemcallan.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemcallan.com.